You're listening to Speak Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. Jesus gave a command that is incredibly idealistic. You might even say it's impossible. He said, stop sinning. Easier said than done. Man, if that command is carried out in a legalistic way, it just becomes toxic. And if that command is ignored, well, then how are we ever going to find freedom? See, there is a tension within Christianity between the inachievability of perfectionism and the real possibility of overcoming sin by the grace of God. This episode challenges us to press in to the command to stop sinning. I originally shared this episode on September 5, 2021 on the Palmer SDA Church podcast, so it is a rerun, and here is the episode, Stop Sinning. Jesus healed a man and then later said to him, Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. And these words feel a bit off for Jesus for a few reasons. They could be interpreted as a threat, and that's just not how Jesus works. Or they could appear as an expression of a works-based religion. If I'm really good, then good things will happen to me. And that's not the heart of God either. So when there's something in scripture that doesn't appear to fit with the character of God, which is best summarized as love, that's a signal to us that there's deeper meaning here. And there is. This verse has been really meaningful to me for the last couple of weeks. It has renewed my desire for purity and surrender. So the story is found in John chapter 5, and I'll read the first eight verses. It says, Sometime later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, and one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. So that's the healing story. It's an awesome miracle. And we see God's grace and his power and his love. And then there's a few verses after that where there's some discussion because the healing took place on a Sabbath. And they asked the man, who is this man who healed you? And he said that he didn't know. But then in verse 14, Jesus finds him. It says, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. So how do we understand this story and this comment in the way it was meant? Well, we know that this man was not an invalid for 38 years because of a punishment for a specific sin. And we know that if he fell into sin after this moment, Jesus did not have a plan to cause him to become lame again as a punishment. But we do see that Jesus is interested in the man's spiritual healing as well as his physical healing. Jesus knew that being spiritually dead was worse than lying lame by a gate and not being healed. 
Jesus knew that sin destroys. And if this man walked away with a healthy body, but let sin rule in his life, he would end up more miserable than the situation he found himself in before. So Jesus said these words in the same spirit that he told the woman caught in the act of adultery, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Jesus doesn't come to condemn. He is full of love and forgiveness, but he wants us to stop sinning. He wants us to stop doing the things that destroy our lives. When Jesus says, stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you, these words are not a coercive threat. They are a gracious invitation. He was calling that man into a life that does not end in destruction, but is full of good things. And this is why these words have been so powerful to me. I felt conviction for my own sin in my life. And I also see that my life is really good. God has spared me from so many bad things and let me enjoy so many good things. I have a family, and a good marriage, children. I have work that is meaningful to me. I have a sense of mission and purpose. I have a good reputation, which allows me to have influence on people's lives. And as I've felt conviction for sin, I've also felt this heavy realization that if I don't stop the sin in my life, something worse will happen. I've imagined myself losing those things. What if sin continued and progressed in my life that I didn't have a healthy marriage, that I didn't have love in my family, and I didn't have a good reputation to have influence in meaningful work I love to do? So many have lost those things because sin was not stopped in their life. And no matter how small that sin appears, unless it stops, sin leads to death. Jesus doesn't call us to stop sinning with an attitude of condemnation or to motivate us by threats. His heart is full of love and he pleads with us, stop sinning. It will destroy everything that's good. As you mess up, and you feel conviction, and then you receive forgiveness, you can also hear these words as a gracious invitation. Stop sinning, or something worse may happen to you. How is God speaking to you today? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Well, thank you for listening to Speak, Lord. Today's episode was a rerun. I hope it was a blessing. You can find all of those old episodes over at the Palmer SDA Church Podcast. I'm trying to work in one of these old episodes each month. You can find more of me at PastorRyanRogers.com. And you can listen to more Speak Lord episodes by searching for Speak Lord wherever you get podcasts.